0: This week's episode of The Sports Lodge is brought to you by the new coronavirus vaccine from Pfizer. Get yours as soon as possible. I got mine, and it worked great. My penis fell off, but otherwise, it's great. And now it's time for The Sports lord. <laughs> Ooh, ouch, 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 ouch.
1: herb man not only did it fall off it sounds like it hurt
2: yeah. yeah well you know i i gotta say it's possible that that might not actually be a side effect <laughs> of the
0: vaccine i do want to say yeah. he did tell me that he deliberately left his chlamydia untreated for 20 <laughs> years so that might be part of it
1: yeah we'll see want to stick to tradition sometimes it's hard to let things go
0: yeah mm-hmm. um hey we have a special guest today on the show Friend of the pod, you know him, you love him. Luke Mayu, in studio. Luke, welcome. What's up, guys? What's
3: uh, what's going on? Um, Good to be back. Yeah, I think we haven't spoken on the show since, like, the dawn of the coronavirus. So now that Herb has officially announced the conclusion of this saga, I'm excited <laughs> to be back. It feels fitting.
0: I know, the end is in sight. And it's... Uh, Don Fauci, he said today, as of recording Monday, <laughs> that everyone who wants it will probably be able to get it by March, mid March, April. So I'm very excited.
2: Awesome. You got to make sure you
0: kick up to Don Fauci, or yeah. otherwise you might not take care of it. <laughs> he told, he said, he said in the statement, "I got to get a taste. I got to wet my bakey. <laughs> so <laughs> you kick up, you kick up a few shekels to Don Fauci. Yeah. And then you go about your life and pretend this never happened. This is this year's a mulligan in sports terms.
1: Yeah. I can finally go back to orgies. It's going to be great. Super oh yeah. Stuff. You know, they're
0: going to do an orgy at Madison square garden. So I'm going to go to that one. It's just going to be a 25,000 person orgy.
3: <laughs> nice. Send yeah. me the evite on that one. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah just in time for opening day man i just want to like sit me up deck on a warm day short sleeves you know yeah you and me a cold beer and a hot dog
0: just you like, and me sit there we got to go to uh city field opening day i think that's a must yeah if, if yeah if uh everything's back to normal sounds pretty
1: only, good fellas
3: the only rona will be Leading off for of the Braves, Ron A. Cunha. <laughs> that's uh, the only a, Rona uh, I'll be worried about. So. The
0: only Rona I'll be worried about is how many Coronas can I carry to my seat at one time? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Hell that's yeah, That's right. And the answer is Hell two yeah. because that's the limit for one person <laughs> yeah. at Citi Field. Today. <laughs> yeah, they, they stop you from getting more at once.
1: <sighs> it's hard yeah. to do that at Citi Field. I remember at Turner Field back in the day, you could get a few more because I got – I was buying the rounds for my friends years ago when I was a teacher <laughs> and, round and all of a sudden there's students with their parents and I'm holding like eight beers in my hands. <laughs> weekend. Oh, you can't look at in- me. That's, that's, uh, that's
0: the beauty of living in a red state. You know, they're not going to like hand, handcuff you and make you, you know, limit <laughs> how much alcohol you can get at one time. Uh, it's, lib- it's true. Talking. We
2: have, we, We've got, uh, although I guess I'm technically in a blue state now, yeah. but
0: I still like to pretend at least that I have more freedom than you guys do. Well, um, I, I will you say, you know, in States, I am um, relocating to I'm moving all the way across the river to New Jersey. I'm excited to say I'm finally, I got a, a position offered to me as part of the Soprano crew. I'm going to be an enforcer. Uh, I'm working you know for the cifaretto crew
1: wow <laughs> doing
0: no show construction and uh and what i'm finally excited about i finally get to live in a state that isn't under the reign of an italian american dictator cuomo and i can be in a state with an irish american altruistic politician phil murphy and yes. I feel right, man. I feel seen I feel like I you know I can finally look up to my governor and see myself and him and he sees himself in me that's
2: important that's important yeah. Yeah, that's important. good
0: so uh that's uh you know I'm excited about that
2: wow so the the Ciferetto
0: crew that's
2: um <laughs> It's a pretty demanding crew you're in there.
0: Jeff. Yeah, well it's you know it's uh it's formerly tough. it's still called the Siferretto crew, even though uh, Ralphie Siferretto, the boss of the crew, the capo, he's uh he's been missing for about 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Vito, um, he has also been or he's passed away. He was mm-hmm. um, murdered in a motel room. But I still and uh John uh, Gigi, the former boss, he died on the toilet. That's right. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's a great group of guys, and I'm excited. I mean, to be part of this it.
2: sounds like a lot of opportunity for advancement, as far as <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, what you're
0: telling me. Yeah, because I couldn't really break in here in New York. The five families kind of have a real, you know, they have a whole oh. thing about only Italian Americans, and sure, sure, yeah, you know, you have to do certain kinds of crimes that I'm not comfortable with. But mm-hmm. over in New Jersey,
3: it's a little bit, you know, hmm. a little bit more chill. I didn't know that Irish and Italian relations had improved that much <laughs> in New Jersey. But <laughs> they that's have, they're they're,
0: be, they're being very open minded and they're letting me they call it be the Robert Duvall of their crew.
1: Mm. What kind okay. of okay? What kind of crimes are you
0: comfortable with doing? I'm comfortable with uh, so murder that's off the table. Any violence is off the table. I am comfortable stealing as long as it's completely safe. And I'm assured that no one will catch me and selling uh heroin. I'm fine with that. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Push an H.
1: I caught a couple of porch pirates taking our shit. Uh, I wasn't able to actually apprehend them. They drove off, but I got a photo of the license plates and everything. Whoa. All the dumb piece and uh, they did nothing for me. They're like, well, we could look that up, but yeah, we're not going to. I was like, oh, right on. Well, I'm glad. I- <laughs> wow. You know, my house to tell me that you could have just said it over the phone. It wasn't like anything major that we lost. But, and we got it again because companies are so rich. They'll just send you more shit. But it was just like, hey, I happen to get some evidence here. I thought you might want to do your jobs. And it's
0: nah, all right. <laughs> we got to go get some wings over here. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Police. I've, I've also had a similar experience with uh, the Decatur police in Atlanta where they Followed up, they did all this stuff, and then there was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna catch him. Just we're gonna give up on this." Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. It's not what you want. No, you want them to catch the criminal and murder them. Exactly.
1: Or like hold them for me so that I can punch them. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna hold them down for ten <laughs> seconds. You do whatever you gotta do. You know. <laughs> <laughs> when they say. Said- uh least that's what i want yeah <laughs> that's that's the reform i want let me do it <laughs> yeah. no but it is that time of season folks so if you're getting packages at home like you probably should be because of this whole rona thing just be aware there's <laughs> out there and if your stuff gets stolen just call your company they'll send you new shit that's what they do now
3: wow yeah it's it's fine like one time wayfair sent me the wrong color couch and I told them and they're like, okay, we'll send you the other one. And they never got the other. So like they don't care. They just inventory goes, it leaves. Hey, once it leaves the truck, we don't know what
1: happened.
3: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we don't know what happened.
0: That's that's what that's, um that's what yeah. my, my capo says.
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: that's basically your business plan in the Cifaretto.
1: You know? Right. Cor- A yeah. clan Learning from the corporate. Kevin, you're you're doing, Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a real captain of industry type. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited to um, finally be a New Jersey uh, New Jerseyite, New Jerseyan, New Jersey New Jerseyan. New Jerseyite, Kevin, are you gonna get you gonna get the wings? I'm, like gonna, get, I'm gonna get the wings. I'm gonna um, my uh, my girlfriend and I are gonna get matching tracksuits, <laughs> and I'm gonna be a tracksuit guy. So, yeah, I'm going to get wings, tracksuit, velvet, velour tracksuits. Um,
1: we got you a little chain. We got to get you a little chain with a, a little chain. Going to get a chain. Going to get um, –
0: I'm going to be at the Prudential Center on the regular. I'm going to be a huge Devils fan
1: mm-hmm. hey. going
3: forward. Oh, devils.
1: Oh. Buffalo, I'm just, like, gaining, like, 400 pounds and just trying to eat as many wings as I can, <laughs> you know, and just <laughs> try to fit in, you know.
0: Is it? Is it, is it an especially overweight city?
1: No, I, I'm i just being a dickhead about it.
0: Sure. But I mean, there are cities where they like, I think San Antonio is supposed to be the have the most the biggest obesity problem in the country. Mm. I wasn't sure if Buffalo was in that elite tier of city.
1: It very well could be for all I know. I, I just-
2: wonder, I wonder what's causing it in San Antonio. Is it like queso or something? Or yeah, I what? don't know. <laughs> What's the major contributing factor?
1: Barbecue and Mexican Tex-Mex food?
2: Yeah. I mean Tex Mex is really good. So
1: I I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love those foods. So if I lived there, I'd probably I'd probably be pretty obese myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, sports, right? That's what we got Luke on here for, not to talk about being obese. <laughs> <So> be- <laughs> we're not fat shaming if you are no
0: no yeah do your thing queen yeah this is a safe space oh yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't know there's been quite a bit of sports news this week so i don't know where we want to begin we got your baseball your football your basketball
1: start with the baseball with the big news
0: the big news that cleveland's baseball team is changing its name
1: yeah, finally, they're going to change their name, but not this year. Not that, yeah, the, the,
0: <laughs> they made it clear on ESPN. They've clarified like there will be no interim team name, but they're going to keep the name for the 2021 season. And all merch is now 50% off at the <laughs> store. Please go to because shop. Because they, yeah. got, they got rid of the Chief Wahoo hat a few years ago. And so I think they thought they were in the clear, but I think they're just they're realizing that the winds of change are making that an inappropriate team name.
2: Yeah. And I think they're trying to get ahead a little bit rather than wait until, you
0: know, the outrage levels rise against them. Right. They don't want a Dan Snyder situation with the Washington football team.
2: It is funny that it's not going to be until 2022. I mean, it really is feel like they're just like, we got to sell this merch first.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we're not ready yet. We need time to push all this shit and then
1: we'll make the change. Fanatics.com forward slash backsl- forward slash Indians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything.
0: Do you guys, I have, I have a name pitch that I think they should go with. I'm sure I'm not the first one, but I think they should be the Cleveland Cuyahogas. <laughs> hmm. I do. I think that's a cool name because it's the name of the river that goes through Chicago or Cleveland, I mean. They used to catch on fire routinely because it was so polluted. <laughs> that's right. But it's, an. I mean, I'm, that sounds like it's a, a native word, so it's like okay, yeah, that's, we'll honor just... native. I
1: think they want to get away from that as much as possible, even if it right. is the name of the river. That's That's why I think it won't happen, but They'll probably be like the Cleveland Bears or something, you know, yeah. something uninspiring and. Well, then, what happens when the
0: bear lobby comes for them in 50 years, <laughs> once bears are recognized as members of society? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I already saw that take
3: about the like. Well, what about the Boston Celtics? And I'm like, come <laughs> on, man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because um, Irish people deserve it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: beyond that. Um, what if they change it to, like, the Cleveland Cops? <laughs> it's like that would be awesome.
2: No, it, let's mean, go
3: with a real crowd pleaser. Everyone <laughs> loves Cops. <Yeah. laughs>
2: they could go with, like, the, you know, this is the age of, like, internet irony. So they could go with, like, the Cleveland Cucks mm. and really, really there appeal to, to the extremely online, you know, ironic
0: crowd. Or they could go, like, British with it and be the Cleveland cunts.
1: Like, <laughs> you bloody or- cunts. Well Ohio's native, Ohio's animal, the state's animal is the white-tailed deer. So they could
3: be <laughs> white deers? I don't know. Cleveland Cleveland Deers. Yeah. That's those- like Clevelanders, Cleveland Deers. Eh. Yeah. Eh.
2: There's
0: nothing intimidating about deer though, you
3: know? No. Yeah, they're they're
0: basically like nature nature's like Snack Ooh. food. pretty <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much.
3: I do like, uh, you know, the Cleveland Spiders was a team in like the 1880s. That was like the worst team in baseball history. But like spiders are scary and no one's really claimed that market. And the pro like Richmond is the spiders yeah. on the college level. But Cleveland Spiders, like why not? Spiders it are scary.
1: <laughs> There's yeah. insect pro teams, right? There's only
3: insect college teams. Yeah, it's an yeah. underexplored. Like insects are, they need representation too. So mm-hmm. I say spiders.
0: I, I like spiders. Yeah, but I stand behind Cuyahoga, even though I know they won't choose it. And that, I under, I understand why it would be
3: problematic, or it could be. And but I, I just yeah. think it's a cool word. Phonetically, that sounds like a like a really cool name. Like if that's what it was. Yeah. When and they also, were founded, it would have been really cool. Like, yeah, the Cuyahogues, the Hogues yeah. are in town. You know, they have yeah. some
0: like. No. But it does, it does have sort of a more of a minor league feel to it, like kind of a quirky. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I like it. I'm with you, but yeah, I, I do. I just think they're going to want to get as far away from. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Like that. Like they just change it to that and bring back Chief Wahoo, and they're like, Hey, <laughs> we fixed it. We good here? Everybody good? <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be happening, and it makes you got to make you wonder: Are they going to come for the Braves?
1: Well, the are, who's left? The Braves, the Chiefs, the Blackhawks.
0: Yeah,
2: I, yeah. It's, I mean, it would seem like it's only a matter of time until the Braves are 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 forced to make a change.
0: And I selfishly, as a fan, I'm so into their uniform, like their jerseys, the name, and I understand it's uh, you know it could be offensive for people but i would i would be i would be bummed to see them have to change it but
1: i genuinely don't care um the uniforms could stay the same with the Atla- i like it when it says atlanta on them better anyway i think mm-hmm. it's repping the city a little bit more even though they're not in atlanta anymore but yeah um yeah
3: hats, i do the hats are what's cool about it the a on the hat like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like if they if they changed it and kept the overall aesthetic of the uniforms and like the same style script and stuff on the jerseys, it would be easier to swallow. Uh, but if they like do a wholesale change, yeah, um, that would that would kind of suck.
0: But I did see somebody float the idea of Atlanta Hammers, and then you can keep basically the same look.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd be into yeah. that. Yeah, that, that'd Tomahawk. be
3: cool. Just becomes a hammer. Yeah, not Aaron, is that what yeah.
1: the, the idea behind it?
3: And get Home Depot to sponsor the hammer race. Well, they already do that. They already do it ties yeah. into Home Depot, and you could do the hammer chop instead of the tomahawk chop and feel a little bit less problematic. <laughs>
0: while and then the, yeah, what would the song be? It'd be like I've been working on the railroad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just not intimidating. No, we'd have to do like, you know, like the British soccer clubs, they always pick like a pop song and make it their own. Like, what does West Ham sing? I'm the forever hammers, blowing right? bubbles. Yeah, like, maybe don't go that route, but find something they, that you can sing. That's One a commercial. They
1: They took a soap jingle, like a soap company jingle. That's what that song is. That's yeah, weird.
0: They very clever. They blow, they blow bubbles on the field. If they, it's it's one of the silliest things. Yeah, isn't? that one's weird. Don't do it's that. Quite clearly.
3: <laughs> if the <laughs> if
1: go to hammers, you get MC Hammer involved again, like he was with the Falcons back in the nineties. You bring him yeah. back to Atlanta, pay him a little bit of money this time, you know, and uh, just have him. Yeah,
2: right. I I think that's a good idea. He doesn't. He can't have much going on these days. He's probably looking for a job.
1: Too legit to hit, you know, right? Is that what it is?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or they could go back to the old Atlanta name and be the Atlanta Crackers, which is (laughs) a
3: hilarious name. Bring back the Crackers.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
3: we'll see, though. I think they're going to definitely have to get the tomahawk off. They've been kind of doing that, similar to how the Chief Wahoo was phased out, and they just went to the Block C for Cleveland. It's like, whoa, it's Braves and script across the chest doesn't have to mean native american imagery once you disassociate it from the tomahawk the tomahawk looks cool on the jerseys though aesthetically if i'm you know
0: that's what i'm um, saying uh, that's what i'm saying like
3: it just looks fucking cool but like i'm not gonna fight or like you know get super defensive about it if the inevitable happens we'll pick a new name and i'll still love the team because you know it represents the suburb adjacent to the city I grew up in. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, I mean, that was a bigger blow, really, to me. That, that, I've still, have yeah, a look over that, yeah, that sucked. What if they were, I just, I thought about like, what would be a name that they could rhyme? What if they're the Atlanta O-behaves? <laughs> 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 they have Austin Powers on their jersey. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right,
2: I think you got something,
0: there, Kev. Oh man, that would be so fucked
1: up. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: everyone, everyone does like an Austin Powers dance when they um they do the Atlanta O Do I make you, Homa, baby? <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah that's a gonna have to photoshop that later making a note to myself
1: but yeah we're in charge of this we're in charge of this change so you know ultimately we
0: get to decide that's true figure this out yeah Yeah. (laughs) people look to us for these kinds of decisions Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and as you can see all our ideas are good so mm -hmm. why yeah
3: Um, yeah but i have noticed a lack of like no one mentions the chiefs ever when this comes up yeah, yeah. it's like they were doing they,
1: today on a show i was listening to thankfully
3: okay yeah but it's like the defending super bowl champions it wasn't like, a,
1: it wasn't just the team name they were mentioning they were also mentioning how uh not that lo- like a few months ago the fans at the stadium who shouldn't have been there were booing unity as well
3: oh yeah All right, that was that was <laughs> incredible <forgot> that <laughs> That was, that, was that was super, super fucking weird. Because it's like the most generic like corporate twenty like twenty executives approve that to make it the most safe, tame statement <laughs> you can make. Just like we in general support equality. And they're like, boo, fuck <laughs> get out of here, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa. Okay.
1: They weren't kneeling. They were just locked in arms, everyone like, on the field. And it wasn't even equality. It was unity. It was just like being united, which is even dumber. Come on, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite a moment. Um
1: It'll go over real well in Kansas City when they decide to change that name.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, NFL fans are very famously the most well-adjusted of the sports <laughs> fandoms. So the reaction will be reasonable, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. And their stadium is Arrowhead Stadium, so they really like they lean yeah. in. Yeah. They're leaning
2: yeah.
3: into it big time. Yeah, but I'm not trying to like. What about what about the Chiefs here to get get the heat off the Braves? But I like just had never even heard them get brought up.
1: Well, when they bring up the chop, they only bring up the Braves, but the Chiefs do it too. If not, yeah. more often yeah. Braves do during a game. Well,
0: and the Braves have. I, it wasn't an issue this year because they didn't have fans, but they. Yeah, have stopped prompting yeah. the cheer with, uh, the tomahawk chop with the organ. So, I'm they sure also took I'm a, a long time to. to do that too, though. When fans are back, uh, hopefully next year with this vaccine, I'm sure they're going to do it anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, you'll have some yeah. frat bros banging on their seat, off rhythm, of course, off beat, but they'll be like <laughs> trying to replicate the chop, as it were. You know, the team doesn't have to officially – because they, they dragged their feet on that for a long time. Like, they took way too long to even stop doing it and prompting it 50 times per inning. It's even, like, I went to a game a year and a half ago, and it was, like, every time a runner got all base after the seventh inning, it was like, all right, crank it up. And you're just like, yeah, this is overkill, even if you like the fucking song. But it's like Tennessee playing Rocky Top. No offense, Diego, but you're like – you hear this shit
0: every minute on repeat. Yeah, Diego, because you were in the marching band at Tennessee. How many times would you wager you played Rocky Top?
1: I can't even count, man. It was, <laughs> man. it's like we would take turns. It's like with the guy next to you, you'd be like, yeah, "Play it
3: every other time." <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did. Just, but it's it's objectively like a really awesome song. Like I love that song. But then when you go to a game and I've been to a few like you're like do they play any other songs? Nope, they don't.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the only one they teach you, right? Like first day they're like here's it's your sheet music. That's it. You're good.
1: It's not even the official fight song and it's just played the most because like what people want to hear. It's really annoying. Like to be on the other end of it playing yeah sucks too. What? I will say it's not sandstorm the way South Carolina plays it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh.
0: um what I forget what instrument did you play in the marching band? Baritone. Nice.
1: So nice. Little brass section, a little, a little mini tuba for those of you who don't know what a baritone is. Yeah my I think I told
0: you my college roommate at Alabama played the sousaphone hmm. for the million dollar marching band. Million dollar band, yep. And they would play Ramble Jamma Yellow Hammer. Give them Hell that's, Alabama.
3: That's another one. Should we just jump into the uh, college football takes Because 'Cause I've been, yeah. I've been itching to, to relive the magic of the fog bowl. Or I don't know, <laughs> they don't they don't have a name for it yet. I guess uh Shoeshank Redemption was going around. <laughs> so uh yeah, LSU suffering the worst season in 20 years. It's been really depressing uh on the field and off the field. Uh half the team quit down to like literally freshmen and a handful of sophomores. And their best player was hurt in a play and thanks to some dumbass like one of Florida's linebackers ripped off a shoe when they made the stop that would have won them the game. Chucked the shoe twenty five yards downfield, and yeah, shoe shank redemption. That's a perfect name. Fog bowl is good too, but uh yeah, I caught I caught the. So
0: explain exactly what the shoe situation was because I missed that
3: moment. It was like third and fifteen, and it was like a three yard dump off to the tight end. Went nowhere. Two Florida guys wrapped him up. And as he made the tackle, the Florida linebacker ripped off the shoe kind of in one motion. And he just, like, chucked it, like, all the way down the field to, like, the 50-yard line. And uh, they called a personal foul for taunting, which I guess it's not really in the rules, but I guess it qualifies as taunting or, like, delay of game. Like it Seems, like, appropriate. <laughs> it's
2: definitely unsportsmanlike behavior.
3: Yeah. I, you're- it's, like <laughs> – equipment (laughs) yeah yeah, it's a dick move it's unsportsmanlike uh but then the the official like literally just said like personal foul he threw the opponent's shoe (laughs) 20 yards down the field and like didn't have a name for it just like was like i'm gonna level with you guys you know like what he just did was wrong so lsu makes then a 57 yard field goal in this like thick fog And Florida apparently has these, like, LED floodlights that they turned up to, like, the max brightness. So, like, it was really, like, weird. It was, like, a huge pressure kick. But, like, I was kind of checked out the last couple weeks. Like, it's been a really bad season. But I was, like, pacing in my living room when this (laughs) kick went in. And then they had the same – it was, like, 55 yards. And they missed theirs by, like, two inches at the buzzer. So, I was, like – Overtime, wow. not overtime. But uh, yeah, Dan Mullen, he's kind of an arrogant prick. So, yeah, it, he's an asshole. And to put yeah. it
1: for those listening who haven't been following college football, Florida it was at one loss at this point, still battling to try to get into the college football playoff. I mean, they're already guaranteed the SEC championship uh, appearance coming out of the East, but had they been able to win this game and then potentially beat Alabama in that, they were a lock for the playoff at that point. There was, you know, pretty much safe in there. And this could cost them that, even if they were to potentially upset Alabama, which is even funnier to me because I despise Florida. And <laughs> Mark, Marco Wilson, I think it was, the linebacker did it. He's going to be, he's going to go down as a dumbass forever, at least in non Florida SEC fans' minds.
3: Yeah, the name and probably cost his teammate the Heisman, too, because exactly. Kyle Trask was like, he was expected to like pretty much wrap it up on Saturday night, and he threw a couple interceptions. One wasn't his fault. It was another weird play where it like bounced off this guy's helmet who was out of bounds, but then they reviewed it and found out the helmet was still in bounds. And then another guy who was out of bounds came back in, and it was one of those nights where like Florida should have won. Everything kind of went wrong for them at the same time. Uh, but now it looks like, sadly, Mac Jones for Alabama will probably win the Heisman. Ugh. So, you know, it's it's kind of a trade-off, but I'm like, at least, you know, LSU gave me one one moment to close on before this, like, long, cold winter. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're going to have a season where, you know, like, this is the, the season to have a down year, it's going to be – it doesn't really count.
1: Yeah, I mean if- – As I'm concerned, this college football season doesn't count for anyone. So, you know, same with baseball. That wasn't a real season. You can put an asterisk on it. You know, it's my team's in. Yeah, count.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's that's
0: the rule I'm applying. If your team doesn't win, you don't have to count it as a real season. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I was listening to another pod um, talking Sopranos, which. uh, Great pod. Great pod. And Michael Imperioli kind of said. He's like, I couldn't really get, you know, couldn't follow baseball. It's like it started, and then it was the playoffs. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, if he didn't get it, it didn't count. That's, and, but that's how season
3: yeah. works. It starts, and then you <laughs> – <laughs> like just yeah. You got your regular and your post – <laughs> the, uh, the cancellations, though, like for baseball is mass chaos where you're like, OK, maybe this team and this team can play this week since these teams can't play. And then you like you just there's a fatigue that sets in just even trying to keep up with it and manage your and college football has been that way, too, where it's been like, all right, why don't you just tell me what teams can play? because every, mm-hmm. every update you get is like, well, this team has 12, you know. It was just depressing. All the news was pretty much either, like, really bad or just, like, clerical stuff. Like, well, the schedule might update. Um, but it was very real for Auburn, who decided it was a sufficient <laughs> enough sample of games to cancel their – or to fire their coach and pay him an exorbitant amount. Even though they lost money this year, probably they still wanted to get rid of his ass. So,
0: yeah, Gus Malzahn got the
3: old axe. So. Yeah, so maybe it counted enough for them to decide they were no longer content with what they were getting out of out of the Gus are, Malzahn. Are, and they have no more games, Auburn, for the uh, season. I guess they were going to play a bowl game, but they won their finale and I was like, wait, they fired him after a win. Like they went six and four and it costs a whole bunch of money. Like all year you heard that no one was going to get fired because the season doesn't count. Like we just said. And, uh, he was not granted the mulligan that coach O will be getting. They'd rather pay
1: him $21.4 million to go away. Um, or go
3: yeah.
1: here or whatever other school is hiring. Now coach yeah.
0: O this is unrelated kind of, but Coach O, I recently was uh, researching, oh, Coach O, and I didn't realize. So he he got divorced like right after the national championship and he has like a, a younger girlfriend now, I think, or maybe
3: not younger. Maybe that's unfair. Um, but. I don't know what their status is in terms of <laughs> exclusivity. Uh, he was apparently enjoying his newfound – his newfound freedom because he was it was kind of a bad look um like all summer he was like being photographed at like you know casinos or like you know at these pools with like all these like younger women and it's like man you're really out there right now like enjoying your celebrity and he's doing a lot of tv appearances and stuff um, but yeah, they, it was like a month after the season, they abruptly got divorced, which was weird. Cause there was a lot of like stories, you know, in the months leading up to the national championship run about their face and their, you know, yeah, their marriage he, and all that. Cause I remember after they won, they're like, what did you do to celebrate? And he's like, I went and
0: had a ham sandwich with my family. And
3: I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. That so. was central, kind of central to the narrative that, you know, it was like a family man now and, they're like devout Christians and his sons played nearby and all that. And then like, you know, it was kind of the slow, a lot of the assistant coaches left. A lot of the guys went pro and then that happened. So it was like this almost like chipping away of this narrative that had been built, but Hey, still got the national title. Yeah. Don't have to give that back. No, (laughs) it's been a, been a tumultuous year for him off the field. I wonder if there's a
0: French term for like a gumara.
3: Like yeah. I got I got, uh, I got my gumaru on the side. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a uh, land yap, which is like gravy. So it's like anything beyond this is land yap. So that's just the extra stuff you get that, like the restaurant, it's like, you know. Yeah. That's oh, land yap. whatever. It's like anything that happens in 20, <laughs> 2020 is like, that's just icing on the cake or gravy. I got a little land gap on the side. Yeah, give me some of
0: that land gap. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, nice. So there's a little land gap for y'all. Yes, yes, sir. Them, them bon temps, they fixing the roulette on y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good for Cocho. You know what I mean? Like, hey. It,
0: yeah.
3: Th-
2: yeah,
0: but um, uh, he's not getting fired. But. A divorce. But,
1: yeah. Fun, but hey. Yeah. Wasn't working out.
0: Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. No, no hate. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Gus Malzahn is is
2: gone, and I gotta say for Auburn, like sometimes the grass ain't always greener, you know. Like, are they actually do they have somebody in mind that they want to replace him with or wasn't I, don't I know, think man.
3: Hugh, Hugh Freeze was the hot name, which you know. It would seem, yeah. though, they, they have someone in mind you would think if they're going to, like, take this drastic step of paying all this money to get out from Gus. Like, you have to know. But I saw Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coach, who's, like, only claim to fame is he beat Bama twice and also is, like, a huge dirtbag.
1: Andy coached from a hospital bed, did he not? Was that not him? <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. That was him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he coaches at Liberty now, um, which is apparently also like dirtbag. You, uh, we kind of yeah, talked about offline. He got fired from Ole Miss for
2: like texting a uh, prostitute on his like school issued phone or something like that,
3: right? Yeah, he had yeah. a lot of, um, which was Houston Nut like sued him for defamation because he was talking shit about their previous coach. And Houston Nutt was like, I'm going to like ruin your career. So he hired a lawyer. And during discovery, they found all these numbers from like local escort services. <laughs> Classic SEC story where like the ex-coach gets pissed at something you said in a press conference. So he's like, I'm going to bring you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so Hugh Freeze is at liberty now. I love their fight and- song. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> liberty. <laughs> liberty mutual. Uh, so, anyway, they might bring in Hugh Freeze. Uh, I don't remember the other names on the list. I guess Sarkeesian, Alabama's OCD was on there. But, yeah, no matter who they get, though, it's like Auburn is sandwiched between this behemoth to their west, Alabama's like at their highest level they've ever been, which is like unbelievable to say. And then Georgia Kirby has that thing operating pretty much like max efficiency on the recruiting trail. It's like, who are you going to get? That's going to do better than Gus when Gus for all his flaws, he at least like ran this kind of unique brand of football that drove Saban up the wall. He was, like, uniquely good at trolling Nick Saban with these, like, fake punts and, like, this, like, you know, the high school trick plays, like the whirly Mm -hmm. bird double reverse. And he would pull shit out of his ass, like, once every five years. And Auburn fans were, like, validated that, like, one year they could just, like, pull some weird, like, the kickoff return, all the weird shit that they've had happen. Yeah.
1: I have a pitch for Auburn um as a coach i know it's not out there it might not be popular it might you know ruffle some feathers down on the plains but get them now you couldn't do it like 10 years ago bobby Petrino, boys bringing it- college football the sec let's fucking make it crazy elaine kiffin i think has also been thrown out there as potentially them interested in in reality well,
3: yeah they again they just like anyone who can kind of get under Sabin's skin and lane is like a classic troll but Bob he just got he just got to ole miss he might you know he might want to see how that goes he can probably recruit just as well there as he can at auburn i mean they pay enough
1: less pressure than at auburn i would say yeah because a. but bring in bobby bring in bobby petrino let's see it
3: be nuts. interviewing uh, he's gonna be at liberty.
0: <laughs> he's gonna be at liberty. <laughs> that would be a good fit. But also it's quite the reversal since my days at Alabama, when Alabama had been mediocre for years and Auburn was like the powerhouse of the state. That's
3: uh, not the case anymore. That's one no. of the greatest one of the greatest what ifs is they tried to hire Rich Rodriguez. And uh, apparently, Paul Feinbaum made fun of Rich Rod's wife on air, like, as the deal was being signed. So, Rich Rod pulled out. And then, like, two weeks later, the Dolphins fired Nick Saban. And, you know, now Alabama's like, this powerhouse. But, yeah, Alabama was stuck in neutral. They spent 10 years in the wilderness. And then, yeah. you know,
1: well, they- like – they got rid of Mike Shula and they hired um, that one guy who got fired in like a couple weeks because of strip clubs. Uh, what was his name? Um, oh, yeah. Mike,
3: Mike Price. Price. Yeah. He had a date with Destiny. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was her name. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole show just on like SEC scandal. He was,
0: he was donating all his money to charity. But that was her name. <laughs> <laughs> He spent a little bit too much money on candy. But name. <laughs> you can just oh keep my God.
3: That's like you could do a whole episode just on Mike Price and that whole thing. But, yeah, there's been, like, these dirtbags in the SEC who, like, go down in flames and they go down spectacularly. And every school, you know, has one. Like, LSU had Curly Hallman in the 90s. Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt's not that level of embarrassment. Not yet. Uh, not yet. But Butch Jones was embarrassing, but never really like you know, got caught with his dinky out or anything. Vince Dooley,
1: or not Vince Dooley. Uh, his, Derek. Derek Dooley had the... Oh, yeah infections crap that he was really preaching but it wasn't anything bad nothing salacious like i wish it was bruce pearl i guess was the closest at tennessee i know it's not football but in terms of
3: coaches yeah Yeah, but it's like the sec is just this weird like renegade like it attracts these insane people and the forces (laughs) around it are equally insane And the pressure is up and like it it literally, it's stupid, but it does mean more because like they crash and burn like nobody else because we care way too much about it and spend way too much money in the pursuit of, you know. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) like to feel less bad about the Mississippians who are like, you're all kind of struggling on the same level, but on Saturday for three hours, you get to feel better than your neighbor's to the east or to the north or whatever. Today, I'm like, well, at least I'm not a Florida fan. Mm-hmm. At yeah, least I didn't yeah. blow my title shot because my linebacker ripped off a shoe and threw it 20 yards downfield.
1: Totally, man. I, Tennessee is god awful this year, but I enjoyed watching Florida collapse in that game probably more than the three wins Tennessee got all season long because that's how much I hate them.
3: Yeah, I think oh, yeah. The, hate, the hate for your rival... like just outdoes the actual love like you want to see your team win but you get more out of it like if alabama loses in the playoffs i will be not quite the level of watching my team win it but i will be close because like fuck those assholes
1: i've never understood the whole sec pride that people have it's like just conference dude it's like why would i root for my rivals now in the bowl season when things are up for grabs i'm never gonna root for them It's
2: also just fun for the chaos factor too. That's just what makes college football so fun is crazy shit like that happens that totally destroys a season. It's, it's always fun.
3: Yeah. I mean, every game matters because these upsets happen even like, even though we were 24 point underdogs every once in a while, a team stubs their toe on the way. And that's why it's so hard to go undefeated. But I mean, we could, you know, we could do that all day, but, um, It is crazy, though, that it's like a week away from Christmas and, like, we still have regular season games going on. And it's like, you know, we're, like, deep into winter now and we're starting to get some cold weather football. Uh, We got NBA coming up in a week, which is pretty dope. Uh, So I'll be kind of transitioning from college football mode, focusing my attention on the hoops, the hardwood. Yeah. yeah. I've – we're
0: saying before – I've now watched both of the Atlanta Hawks preseason games start to finish. So, I think that's what's going to get me through the winter through the until the vaccine comes and then I can just go back to just making out with strangers on the street and everything, but in the sure. meantime, in the meantime, back to orgy lifestyle back to yeah, um, cuz you guys know I've kind of been an orgy guy for a few years now and that's kind of yeah. sadly put to a halt for a while. So, uh,
1: yeah, but basketball—the
0: um, the Atlanta Hawks are uh, definitely a fun team to watch so far in their two yeah. games. I, I will say, I I watched uh, most of that their preseason game
2: uh, on Sunday, but I did make the mistake of briefly switching over to catch the end of the Falcons game, hmm. um, which was a terrible decision because hmm. uh, they lost in embarrassing fashion, like they always do. So. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that we don't have to spend any breath on the Falcons, but I just figured it was they, they shit their pants like they always do.
1: It was the loser bowl, as I'll say. It was the two teams in the NFL who yeah the most creative ways to lose, <laughs> and they were playing each other this week. And the Chargers tried their best; they ran out their yeah. full unit with no, you know, they just were did the dumbest mistakes. But Atlanta outlanded them. So exactly, you got but yes.
2: Uh, what well, you gonna know? But yeah, the Hawks uh, were very aggressive here in the free agency, and the squad's looking like it's gonna be uh, significantly improved.
0: Yeah, you got Trey Young, you got your uh, the other guys, you know.
3: <laughs> well, that's last year, it was Trey and the other guys, and now it's like actual legit NBA talent. Yeah, yeah, it's Gall- just- Gallinari and uh.
0: Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, the, the player so nice they named him twice. Um,
1: he's the big signing, I think. That's not going to get like as much attention, but what Bogdan is going to bring to this team or any team he played on, but especially this team, mm-hmm.
3: huge difference. You got your Danilo Gallinari's. You got. Oh. Your... I gotta get my taste.
1: I gotta get a little bit of a taste with my beak. And we're yeah. on Okongwu.
3: I'm excited. Yeah, they drafted, yeah, they, the draft was like, what, a month ago, and they got Okongwu. So they added like five legit rotation guys. Huh. John Collins, it was really annoying, just real quick. They drafted Okongwu, and they signed Gallinari, who's like 32 and already agreed to come off the bench. And the first reaction was like, oh, they better trade John Collins to the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, they better send him to like you know, just like give him away to another team. It's like, no, we have money to pay all these guys. Like Gallinari is going to be here for two years. He's a good player, but you're not trading your 21-year-old 20 and 10 machine who's your second best player because you ha- like you don't have to do that at all. You just- Gallinari
1: plays a different game. He's not, he doesn't play the same game Collins does. So, right.
3: Like He's- No
1: sense that it was the panic of like, you signed a guy who shoots threes. Now you got to get rid of your four.
3: Yeah, it's it was really weird. Concern trolling, and like I've noticed, the national media does that a lot with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. We're like, are we sure they have enough of this? Are we sure they have enough of that? Like it's either defense or, but like they all know John Collins is good, and they just ex- expect the Hawks. Just like, well, we, we can't keep too many good players. We just signed two. We got to send one out. It's like, no, the point was to add depth to the core. You're now building to take that next step, but. If you're listening to this, Travis Schlenk, please extend John Collins. Pay hey, the man. He might yep. not be a Max player, but he's close, and he fits with Trey. Trey loves the guy. Adidas just went all in on the marketing. Go cop those new ice trays. <laughs> the other yeah. thing I love there. Also,
0: I do have to say while we're talking about merch, the new Hawks jerseys for this season,
1: I like. are nice. Yeah, I love the new – the new looks, but the other thing with the Hawks, we're finally getting to see Clint Capella um, after Um, he
3: cut out, but I think, yeah, Capella,
1: Clint Capella finally after like a year of him being on the roster, but not being able to see him play at all. And I know he's limited offensively, but the pick and roll with Trey is all he's got to do all day and then protect the rim. Yeah. He's looking
2: quite good just in these first two preseason games.
1: So proven to do that really well. So playing to his strengths as well as uh, what Trey likes to do as well. And then that allows John more freedom, John Collins, more freedom to be able to advance his game.
3: And uh, they're the perfect, perfect pairing. Those two, Mm -hmm. they overlap so well. I already, I saw one highlight last night. Collins fed him for like a really nice dunk because you know, they double teamed Collins. He's like, well, I got another good player. I can just whip it on over to, I no longer have to force up the shot. Trey has already set him up for a couple of easy lobs. Like it's just going to be, everyone's job is going to be so much easier because everyone is now like competent. You're not like having to carry someone else's weight. So it should, I mean, playoffs a bit premature, but I'd be very disappointed if they weren't like right in the mix for the playoffs this year.
1: They should be. And then we have the new playoff formatting that's happening as well this year, which, um, Will be interesting. And if they get even if they struggle out the gates, if you get hot at the end of the season and you're within the range, that changes everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So two stocks going in opposite directions, Falcons and Hawks. hmm And uh so it goes, you know. That's one team's rebuilding, things are looking good across the city. You just gotta take what you can get. Yeah, that no look trade pass in the first game,
0: no look uh nutmeg where he bounced it through the defenders, oh, lights, yeah. that was that was pretty. Oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to more of that this winter.
1: Well, it's also going to be interesting too with the Hawks, a team that didn't go to the bubble. You could say they're more rested and ready to go than some of the teams that you know scrapped for extra time down there and have had less of an off season. The Hawks have had the longest off season. One of the you know them and like four, yeah had the longest off season possible. So, if anything, use that to their advantage. The youth plus that time off, hopefully they can take that advantage and just run the shit out of some tired veteran teams.
3: Yeah, they're going to catch people off guard. Uh, season's in a week, right? Like a week from... The 22nd
1: is the f- first.
3: It's going to be tight. Um, I'm still waiting to see if James Harden gets dealt. It seems like a foregone conclusion. It's more just like when and where and... How much of a bath Houston takes on the return package because it's already like it's done, like he's done. He's checked out. Why does he want to be out of there so bad?
1: <laughs> he basically knows they have it's kind of over there. You know what I mean? They're not doing well. One thing that's not getting talked about a lot is that their owner, Tillman Fertita, is also struggling with money. He's a kind of a con artist who conned his way into this ownership. And it's not like he's doing that great. So the writing's kind of on the wall. Like the, the Houston window has pretty much closed. And I know they just traded for John Wall and they got DeMarcus Cousins, but that wasn't enough to want to have Harden want to stay. So Harden wants to go to Brooklyn or Philly. Those are his top two landing spots as of right now. I mean, he's got others, but those are the ones everyone's talking about the most.
0: Yeah, well, now none of us... All four of us were once Brooklyn residents, no longer are any of us. So, yeah, they finally got interesting. Yeah, I know. It's like they're actually like, you know, if we are able to attend games in the next few months, that would be a hot ticket. But I don't think I don't think I'll be going back from my new new home in New Jersey to see the fucking Nets over there. Yeah, that's gonna be
2: nuts. Uh, but I also I think uh, those tickets are probably gonna be insanely expensive mm-hmm. uh, to try to go to a fucking Nets game now. But all those yeah, if they if they added James Harden. That would be insane. All those
1: lifelong Nets fans. In- oh,
0: good. I'm so glad I won't be able to <laughs> be around that. Like suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, everyone in Brooklyn, like on their fucking. Scooter on their way to their tech job with the Nets hat. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care about seeing that. Yeah. Brooklyn is the 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 king of the bandwagon fan. Like when the Mets made that playoff run a couple years oh, ago, yeah. Suddenly everyone
3: in Williamsburg was a yeah, a lot yeah. of brand new hats, a lot of brand new merch mm. tags still on it, but. Nets, the Nets thing is weird because I used to live five minutes from Barclays and you would go and like everyone in New York grew up as Knicks fans. It's like the one team that had like control of all five boroughs, universal fandom. And then the Nets came like what, eight years ago? Yeah. And no one really cared when you would go to the games. They're like up in the concourse getting food or whatever. There's like a... Sports bar atmosphere in the concourse, but Durant, Kyrie, it's already like exciting. But if they add Harden to that, the Kyrie thing could implode at any time. Oh, yeah, being honest, it's already like starting to show some signs.
1: Yeah, and then you also add in Steve Nash, a rookie head coach, uh, who we don't really know. I mean, he's a great player, but we don't know what. You know, I mean, everyone can be a coach on Brooklyn, I guess, according to Kyrie. But still, like you have your head coach. How's he going to do? He's never been a coach.
3: I so, love Steve Nash, so I'm, I do I'm rooting for him. But I want him to do well.
1: But that's he, a team to have your first assignment, you know? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm sure like he loved like a week into the job seeing Kyrie. And being like, <laughs> well, if you think about it, I'm a coach, too. <laughs> KD could be a coach. And like the latest Kyrie stuff has also kind of been like a little bit concerning. So I'm sure Steve is like, ah, what did I sign up for? It's a tough way to break in. Yeah. But he's like really tight with Durant. So like if anything, if Kyrie is like the problem, they can just throw him overboard or they could just trade him as part of the Harden deal. If they really wanted to like Houston would take him back. They don't, they, they already have, John Wall now, so they don't really need Kyrie, but they need someone to match the outgoing salary. So it's like, we'll see how it ends up. But like if Harden goes to the Sixers though, that's a really dangerous situation. Yeah. Those are the big two where it's like that could shake up the East. Completely. And and shake up the title race in the whole league.
1: I, for some reason, I feel like Harden's not going to end up in Philly because I don't think I think because Philly just also got Daryl Morey, the former GM and president or whatever of the Rockets is now in Philadelphia. And again, Houston owner Tillman Fertitta is kind of a dish dickhead. And I could see him not wanting to work with uh, Daryl because he still butthurt about it and has bad feelings. But yeah, if, if Harden ends up in Philly, that would likely mean what Simmons, Ben Simmons probably ends up in Houston. It was what it would likely take. I would imagine
3: yeah that's like the only real piece they have that would be enticing enough because Embiid's not
1: going anywhere i don't think he's not leaving philly
3: yeah and like simmons kind of running the show in houston would actually be like a decent he's just not a good fit for philly but he's still like a premium talent uh so i don't know you could see the deck shuffling but never a dull moment in the league (laughs) But the Kyrie stuff,
1: in case you don't know, he's uh, right now Kyrie. So Kyrie is um, he's a dumb guy who thinks he's very smart. He's famously like a flat earther, famously a conspiracy theorist. I read an article on Vice years ago where someone was like, I followed all the Instagram accounts. Kyrie follows like he created one it was like it's the most insane shit you'll ever <laughs> come across he's like I've, I've gone insane in a week of following all the, his accounts but Kyrie right now is basically boycotting the media he doesn't want to talk to the media because he says they don't tell the truth and they misconstrue what he says and, and the things he thinks. And he, he doesn't have the time to deal with and talk to pawns. So basically right now he's being fined $25,000 by the NBA. Every time he doesn't speak to them as is the team, because according to the collective bargaining agreement, you have to make time for the media to talk to us. Basically part of your job.
0: That's a very Trumpian move to just be like, yeah, it's fake news and I'm not going to make time for to, it. I'm too busy. I've got too much to do. I can't do it.
1: And he got <laughs> he got mad at him recently because he made those comments on Kevin Durant's podcast about how he finally has, he can look down his bench and he finally has got someone who can make shots at the end of the game. Which then, if you listen to those comments, you think, well, I guess he didn't think LeBron was that guy because they played together. And so when the media asked him about that, it was like, well, what do you mean? Why are you pitting us against each other? Why are you making this narrative? Like, I didn't say that. You guys are saying – it's like, Kyrie, come on, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he said that. And then also, like, when he was on the Celtics, like, they played better when he got hurt. And, like, that team seemed better
3: off without him than with him. So – Yeah. 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 I try to – like, sometimes I try to defend him – he does sometimes his words get misconstrued. and I know he means well, but he's he definitely comes across as like the free thinker, quote unquote, who like kind of like buys into like really dumb, like online conspiracy shit. He's, he's and, got
2: some Rogan, a little bit of Rogan in him
3: in a way. Yeah, you know? where it's like he's very impressionable and like, you know, watched a few YouTube videos about the Illuminati. <laughs> And you want, you want to like, you know, you know, he means well, but he kind of undermines his point with like, he'll be like kind of passive aggressive and sort of like, sows discord in the locker room or he'll post like a weird meme or like he'll post like, you know, the image of like a woman breastfeeding planet earth. And it's like a pro feminism post. But then at the end, he's like, also I don't trust my teammates. They're not good enough. I have to do it all by myself. This is just the burden I face. You're like whoa, where'd that come from? Like what? <laughs> and I think that's what LeBron was pissed about. He's like, I mean, I, I I don't hate the guy. I I like him. I tried to help him, but he like just keeps talking shit about me for no reason, and like <laughs> my feelings are hurt. <laughs> like LeBron literally said, he's like, he kind of hurt me. Like, like I tried everything
1: the most recent comments he said really hurt him because it came out right in the finals and he was like when we were teammates i would always push the media to kyrie i was like he's the he's the guy that's going to be the guy and follow him and then they had their falling out and then and then they had they made up like there was a minute where they had like sort of made up a couple seasons ago and it seemed like they were cool and then Ky- and then kyrie started talking shit about lebron again and it's like yeah it's all over the place and i want to be clear kyrie's an incredible basketball player it's not it has nothing to do with his on the course stuff because he's absolutely phenomenal and he does a lot of really good work in the community and he does donate a lot of money to good good causes it's just like shut your fucking mouth sometimes man like you're you're (laughs) quit while you're ahead you're doing fine you don't need to stir up the pot
0: is I just gave him a follow on Instagram and it's it's some wild shit on his page. <laughs> like a meme, this meme of like an Egyptian tomb, hmm? and it says, Don't try your powers on me. Try looking into that place where you dare not look. You'll find me there staring back at you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what that means.
1: Enough, man. It's like if you were yeah understand what that means but it's not for you kevin that's uh, uh, yeah. true shit
3: to be fair though he probably smokes way better weed than any of us have ever seen so <laughs> he's probably on that like real good shit that allows you to like see through your third eye and like the multi-dimensional <laughs> galaxy brain that he's unlocking yeah. we're only using percent yeah. of our brain he's using the extra 12 percent so yeah but he's out there man
1: when i get high i bake a cake and eat it he reads egyptian (laughs) philosophy or whatever so
3: he's he's definitely gotten a hold of some good shit because like he posts yeah he's like super online brain super galaxy brain but he's incredible though like i love watching him he's one of the best ball handlers i think ever and i I really i do like the nba media does suck like they do the same thing to trey young and like you know trey's kind of in that realm too where he's like polarizing and people take unwarranted shots at him and he might start doing some like weird passive aggressive stuff down the road like posting weird comments but um as of now he's just doing the generic inspirational quotes so Mm -hmm. he's still safe but yeah another day another opportunity (laughs) i love that one that's that's, that's his go-to smash that like button every time. <laughs> <laughs> like I try to give,
1: I've tried to give him a break so long. Cause it's a, it's a different generation. Like they're the younger people. I'm the old fart now. So I got to like, just get out of the way and let them do their thing. But he just continuously goes after like teammates and play like, you know, and, and on the court too, he's, you know, it's a risk. He's always hurt. So it's not a guarantee. This Brooklyn thing is going to like work out. Cause everywhere he's gone, he's missed. I mean, Cleveland had a window there was like one year where everyone got hurt and it was the it was like the best team they ever had and it was like LeBron was the only guy standing because like Kevin Love Kyrie and Tristan I think all got hurt at the same time and yeah he's just not a reliable like on the court in terms of staying healthy so you know it's not a guarantee that this Brooklyn thing is gonna implode because of him it could just because of his brain it could just implode because he never plays.
3: But, but at least they have Durant, which makes it all worth it. Cause yeah, KD back on the floor is going to be huge for the league and for those diehard Nets fans. All I'm those sure. diehards. Hey, Jersey's remember like right still before necessary. they territory, right
0: before they moved from Jersey, there was a game they played where there was like their their fans that came out to a game. It was in the hundreds. It was like two or three.
1: Hundreds. Oh
3: yeah. After they had, like decided to leave. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a couple of kids with like the sign up being like, please don't leave us. (laughs) We love you. Yeah. Nets. Another example. I went to a Nets game and Vince Carter came in and he's like a legend for that franchise. Like his number will be retired. And like, nobody even noticed that he came into the game and I was like, (laughs) Vince, Vince is in the game. And it was like his farewell season. And like like, just crickets. And I'm like, this guy, It's like a beloved member of your franchise, but obviously when they were still in New Jersey, he was like a huge part of their best like finals teams. And he's an NBA Hall of Famer and like an all-time great player. And he entered the game with like five minutes left and like nobody even noticed. (laughs) Fucking the yeah. Jimmy and
1: I went to a a playoff game in Brooklyn when the Hawks were, were playing. That's right. The Millsap, uh, Teague, yeah, the Coach Bud era, yep. Look, Atlanta fans aren't exactly crazy. We're not historically known to be like Hawks fans to be any kind of crazy thing. But when the Hawks make the playoffs, people show up, and it's rowdy as fuck in that arena, even if it's not mm-hmm. sold out. But the people that are there get rowdy. When we were at that game, it, honestly, it was it just felt like a regular game. There was no oh, yeah atmosphere, nothing. It was just some dick yeah. behind us making fun of a guy wearing a Kyle Corver jersey in front of us. That's like the That's thing. right time. Yeah. Yeah. But he was doing it like sort of quietly. Yeah.
2: Or was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that guy talking shit about, about the Corver jersey, but the details are fuzzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, But uh, not to change subjects too much, I just want to circle back very quickly on. The, the thing we covered earlier with Florida, the Florida player throwing the shoe just because I want to say Braves great Chipper Jones Hall <laughs> yeah. of Famer is a huge Florida fan and he went off on Twitter after that happened uh, basically just berating this kid for for uh, throwing the shoe and then I just saw about 45 minutes ago he tweeted and all he tweeted was a shoe! You know? <laughs> so so we're 48 hours later and he's still struggling Well,
0: he he kept going off and then he tweeted like my agent called me and told me to stop doing this so like and i believe that's true i believe the agent was like hey man like you're an espn on-air talent now you can't this is a this is a child stop like
3: yeah but i love that though because it's like that's relatable. He's just like us. We're like, this is going to ruin his weekend. And then it's Monday afternoon. And he's still like (laughs) a fucking shoe, a fucking shoe (laughs) undid our season. Like Kyle Trask threw for like 450 yards, but this kid throwing a Nike to the like 50 yard line is what ends up like being the one play, but college football is the dumbest. It's like the best, but also the dumbest sport. But like that's awesome. Chipper is just like us, really. He was probably like several beers deep, yeah. um, or whatever. His I think he's like a martini guy or something. No, <laughs> got that? Makes the sweet tea yeah. he yeah. sells exactly. Sugarland, Sugarland,
2: Sugar and... Sh- Sugar yeah, whatever it is. Sugarland Sugar Land shine. shine, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Doing the free plug right now. Always. <laughs> Yeah, he was definitely like deep, deep into the bottle on Saturday night and just tweeting through it like a normal fan. But hey, they're just like us, you know, stars. There you go. Yeah. What is but, uh, it, guys?
1: Now that you mentioned this, like, it, got, it reminded me what is it about Florida players taking people's equipment? Because uh, that, like Rodney Gardner or Johnson or whatever. Oh, yeah. He
3: snatched the. Uh, all the time now. Yeah, yeah. The, that's yeah the guy on the saints the db is like the league's master class at trolling he had calvin ridley pissed off mm-hmm. two weeks ago where like the last hail mary ridley just went and like decked him instead of trying to catch the ball or it's like he gets inside these guys but yeah car uh gardner johnson chauncey gardner johnson like that yeah say.
1: chauncey or yeah. i don't know i may have but the hyphen yeah.
3: Yeah, the high- yeah, there's um there's good like Zebruder film breakdown of him snatching that guy's mouthpiece and starting a fight at midfield. Oh, right. um,
1: and he's done it before. He did it last season too. People started finding old videos of him doing it. What is it with these Florida guys always taking shit yeah. pieces yeah. and all this shit? Yeah,
3: we'll have to find that video and you guys can post it, retweet it so people know what we're talking about. But um that dude is like the best like the best shit talker apparently because like gotta give him credit like whatever he does like it works (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know it doesn't work when it backfires and implodes your team and you get the 15 yards for taunting and then uh you know that's why you're gonna be watching from home Mm -hmm. the playoffs come
0: let's see anything else Uh, i did want to mention because i watched i saw your new hometown buffalo bills won a big game against the Stillers last night in Buffalo.
1: Yeah. They they did. Uh, folks were excited. Uh the whole Josh Allen thing and the media will continue forever because yeah, I don't know. I think he's all right, but still got some time to he's got to develop a little bit more. That's a, it's a Buffalo's a good team, but I just don't trust him all the way yet. Stefan yeah. playing out of his fucking mind, though I will say that he's been incredible this season.
3: Yeah, they looked awesome last night. I haven't watched a ton of NFL in general this year, and I tuned in, and Roethlisberger's so washed up for one. But I was like, oh, you know, good matchup. The Bills are actually good, and I was like, there's no way this can be true, and they're actually good. Like they looked really good, and apparently the Browns are really good. And the Browns. This is Monday night when we're recording this. The Browns play tonight. And I was like, what is this reality that we're living in? Well,
1: the Browns
3: have the
1: question marks for the Browns are bigger because they've pretty much beaten up on bad records.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: had a lot of bad weather to the, you know, to be like, they've played in some insane weather all season long and have been able to find it. I trust I trust Josh Allen a million times over Baker Mayfield. That's for damn sure.
3: That's weird to say, though, because that sounds like backwards as hell. Based on like their college careers. Uh, But yeah, Baker's been super like polarizing, super, I guess, up and down. But uh, when they're on and they're riding uh, Nick Chubb, kind of like the Titans were riding Derrick Henry last year where you're like, yeah, if you, it's not in style anymore, but if you got the dude who can do it, like the workhorse back, that still travels in bad weather and road games. Well, that's the thing with the
1: Browns. It's like they, when they get away from Chubb and hunt, because they, they, that's a great combo to have. When they get away from them, they struggle. When they put it all on Baker, that's when they struggle.
3: Yeah, but I could see them kind of replicating that Titans run if Chubb <laughs> goes off in a playoff game, because he's got the talent to do that. And the difference
1: they have with the Titans is that they have Miles Garrett on the other side who's unblockable and just murdering quarterbacks this whole season, like, by himself. He's just killing people.
3: And this,
0: yeah. is, this is only semi-related, but that does remind me to... Remind fans listening to check out the uh, Chubby Hunter tab on bazungas.com. hmm So. Uh, it's and a new also, tab. Yeah. It's, it's a new tab, but it's good. It's it's pretty self-explanatory. And also an NFL thing is um, Jalen Hurts finally got the start for the Eagles. And lo and behold, he's uh, he looks a lot better than Carson Wentz.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. That Hell could, of a journey for for uh, Jalen Hurts, man. And they still haven't committed to him. Today, in an interview, they asked Doug Peterson if he was going to take going to start again this year, this week, and he was like, "Well, I gotta go look at the tape and uh, see what." It's like, God, let Carson Wentz go. That guy sucks. He's not a good quarterback this year. You know, yeah. lose. I mean, I know they can still make the playoffs because the NFC East is so bad, but uh, to let Hurts play, man, you saw how better your team play. How much. Yeah team played this week.
3: Yeah, that story is pretty great. I like Hertz as a, as a guy. He's pretty, like, he did everything right when the Tua thing happened. He lost his job. He went to Oklahoma. But he kind of reminds me of Tebow a lot, where, like, he can't really pass mm-hmm. that well. He can pass enough to get by. But when you put the ball in his hands and he runs, like, he's the strongest guy, and he's got the, like, the makeup and the leadership the intangibles, if you will, that everyone raved about with Tebow and like Hertz is the same way. Like all he's done is like be a great locker room guy. Uh, so you know, as much as I would like to hate on him for being an Alabama guy, he's yeah. he's pretty great. So hey, go Eagles.
1: Yeah, but like going back a little, go birds. When we were talking about the the Browns and the Bills, the reason like I can't get fully excited about them is because like can anybody beat the chiefs like, you know, they have to get through the chiefs and it's like, they're not going to do it. So it's like, it's, it's hard. It's like, yeah, Josh Allen's getting better. Baker's playing well. The Browns look good, exciting, but you can't beat the, no one can beat the chiefs. They, it's just, you can't stop them. No.
3: No, And it's looking like probably what, like a chiefs Packers super bowl or probably uh, as long as the saints don't make it. Right. That would be cool, but yeah, it's Chiefs all the way. Like Mahomes is just that guy, and we're in the era where it's like, yeah, he's the guy we're gonna remember in 50 years or 20 years as like the dude from this era. He's it's just... unbelievable,
1: and and I mean, hell, Travis Kelsey is leading the NFL in receiving right now. A tight end, yeah. he's the best tight end in the league. And then they have Tyreek Hill. Uh, they got Edwards Alaire. They got Le'Veon Bell now too. They fucking got Mecole Hardman. I mean, they have speed at every position. The defense is not the best defense in the NFL, but they're like top whatever. They're good enough to win a championship easily.
3: Oh, so, yeah. I mean, they have playmakers like Matthew in the secondary. They get turnovers. They get sacks. Chris Jones up front is tough. I mean, Oh, yeah. Chris Jones is one of the best. They're not going to
1: lose. It's It's a juggernaut of a team.
3: Yeah, yeah, Andy Andy Reid kind of spending his whole career has like the laughing stock. This guy can't win the big one; he can't get over the hump. And then he's about to post back to back Super Bowls to kind of cement his legacy. I mean, he's al- already been a great coach, but what he's been able to do with Mahomes, and then like kind of reinventing his scheme a little bit because it was very much like nineteen nineties pro style, John Gruden, that like Bill Walsh West Coast offense. And now it's like all this cool looking, all these screen passes and misdirection, and every player on the field is just like huge playmakers all over the field. So it's it's just fun as a neutral fan. It's like fun to watch.
1: I mean, hell, they they had a bad game. They played poorly. Mahomes did this week because he threw two interceptions against the Dolphins, who's an up and coming like good defense and team. He still threw over four hundred yards, so that was like a bad game for him.
3: It's crazy. Okay, so. This actually reminds me, because I kind of reached this point myself on Sunday. Um, I wasn't there yet, but the Chiefs took Mahomes with a first-round pick that was, like, 10th, right, 12th, something Mm -hmm. like that. The Falcons will be picking around that time. Matt Ryan is not Alex Smith. Like, he's not. That was an easy call. But I'm at the point now where it's, like, I'm not saying, like, throw him out the door. I'm done with him, but I'm ready to like, I'm ready to find his replacement right now. Yes. Prepare for the future because we can no longer bank going forward on the Matt and Julio pairing as great as it's been. I think we're finally at that stage.
2: I, I agree. In fact, the, the final like three minutes that I tuned in for yesterday uh, featured two Matt Ryan interceptions and god bless the guy he's done a lot of great i mean he holds like all the falcons franchise records and you know he 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 should have won a super bowl but yeah it's the the sun is setting on his his days as an nfl quarterback so i agree time to start looking ahead
1: yeah yeah I, we can trade him to San Francisco the way people say and get stuff back for him. I wouldn't be against it, but i will, I mean it'd have to be right too, like you're saying I'm not ready to just throw him out with nothing yeah you know, but I am ready to start looking at the future a little bit and start prepping now
3: yeah i think I think you have to look at it because they they're not going to be able to fix their defense in time to actually have a viable matt ryan even if this year is an outlier and he still has a little left in the tank like the timelines aren't going to match up but this draft while it's very weak with impact defensive guys like there's no real pass rushers there's nothing we really need that would like make a a huge improvement but there are like five dudes who look like they could be not a guarantee but they could be that mahomes rogers even like a a borough level of prospect. And it's like, well, let's let's actually like take advantage of what the draft board is giving us and invest in this premium asset now while we have a chance. So I, I finally reached that point. I was like, we're not going anywhere. I love Matt Ryan. Should be in the ring of honor. You know, like hang his jersey up the minute his time is done and flowery branch or whatever. He's, yeah. you know, best quarterback in falcons history all that great great career should have won a super bowl but that like he doesn't look like he's got much left and this this draft is like a nice time to like really talk about it and invest in the future yeah well it might happen too because i mean they're gonna
2: have a new general manager so new coach GM yeah like those guys will want to probably start fresh so Mm.
1: Yeah, time catches everyone. Yep. On that note.
2: <laughs> the, you gotta uh, get on that Chubby Hunters tab.
1: Yeah, I gotta get on
0: that. And I was just thinking of my uh that that great Jeff Foxworthy joke about Patrick Mahomes. It, that was one of his new redneck words was Mahomes. And it's Th- that ain't my them ain't my trailers. Them's my homes. <laughs> Jesus!
2: <laughs> wow, he's really scraping the bottom of the purple <laughs> these days.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, unity, right? Huh? also booed unity, right? Yeah, he said, "Get up, and
0: get all quick, grabbing each other's hands."
1: <laughs> <Sheesh>. <laughs>
0: no, I love I love Jeff. Great guy. He's a, a regular at my sister's restaurant in Atlanta. So,
1: friend of the show, friend of the show. He's been on here before too. He's
0: been on yeah. here. Yeah, he's a, just a, a Georgia legend. Mm-hmm. They should retire his jersey too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Foxworthy, the Georgia Tech Ring of Honor, put him in. Yeah. Anything else? Y'all got anything else uh, happen over? Y'all want to talk um, about?
0: Let's get this vax. Let's get vaxed up. Give me a t- vax pack. Vax. Get get vaxed and hit the streets, baby. Yeah, I'm going to be like... Um, when I get my vaccine, I'm going to be like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> yeah. Just, down just, down, down, now. Yeah. Just strutting down <laughs> Bay Ridge. Down Bay <laughs> yeah. Ridge. You guys still do dabs?
3: No, but if you want to dab on something... Oh, uh, I was just... This doesn't have to be in the pod, but I was going to dab on, um, I guess, like, after Serial came out, all these, like, podcast companies thought, like, the serialized multi-part podcast thing would be, like, a huge thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
3: now, like, I know The Ringer did one about Cam Newton. Mm. It was like, the Cam Chronicles. And it was, like, this super overwrought. But now I'm seeing there's one about Freddie Adu. Mm -hmm. And it's, like... I saw someone teasing it today and it was like, the fifth episode is an epic episode of the American prodigy, the Freddie Adu story. And I was like, why do we need eight episodes about this guy who like had like 15 minutes of fame 10 years ago or even like Cam mm-hmm. Newton. It's like, it just seems a little overwrought to like try to mine every topic you can think of to string out these like multi episode, like true crime saga. And it's like, this was just a guy who was famous when he was like 15 yeah that's like, it that's like it. the whole story he was... it happens a
1: lot uh all over the world and in, across every sport it's not that unique of a story
3: yeah just it kind of annoyed me it's almost like that and even like you could like the the whole like prestige for prestige's sake that these networks are doing it's just it's like so yeah like i i
0: heard they're coming out because based on the um Success of the Last Dance. I think
3: they're going to do a similar thing. I believe with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example right there. Like, we don't need everything to be like nine hours. Like, it yeah. could just be yeah. an hour. Could be forty-five minutes. But yeah, they're doing nine one-hour things about Tom Brady.
2: Is is um, that going to be as interesting? I don't see how that could be as interesting as the Last Dance, personally. There's no way. Think, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's It's got to be saved for unique. Like, Michael Jordan is a unique figure that you can't replicate. Tom Brady, I mean, he's won he's... a lot of Super Bowls. He's a great quarterback. I don't think he's the best. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah,
2: and he's not, like, the same kind of, like, global superstar
0: in the same way that Jordan was. And he's, yeah, he doesn't have, like, there's no, um, even though he's, like, had a legendary career, he, there's nothing –
1: there's, there's, no, no there's no, there's no,
0: there's no flair to anything he does. Yeah. Like he's just kind of a bland, handsome guy who is he, good at yeah. football.
1: He's still playing. He's not even retired. He's-
0: yeah. <laughs> his, his story isn't over. It's sort of like Cuomo, our, uh, oh yeah, our governor here writing a book about how well he handled coronavirus in the middle of the pandemic. Like that book just came out and it's like, dude, That's it's not. Insane. It. That's insane that he did that. Yeah, but I agree that is stupid. We should bring dabs back once I get my uh slide whistle out of storage. Yeah. It's
2: Currently in storage. Um,
0: yeah, that was just around general,
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. That was just general observation on like not everything has to be this like eight part epic saga. Like just do short form stuff again. Like I don't have eight hours to listen when like four of them are explaining this like very like basic concept. Like I lived through Cam Newton being awesome. I don't need to listen to eight hours of you reliving (laughs) him at Westlake and then him at Blinn Junior College and then him at Auburn. And that whole thing was great. There's already been like a couple 30 for 30s on that. It is actually a much more compelling story than Tom Brady, to be fair. Yeah. But, like, why does Freddie Adu need eight episodes? Yeah. a, A teenager who was good at soccer and then didn't end up being as good as we hoped. It was like, okay. It's like that's the whole story. All right. Where's yeah. my Michelle Wee like 36 hour epic on Michelle Wee? <laughs> you anyway, it's it's know, prestige. I'm tired of this just like fake prestige content. Not everything has to be an epic saga. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't have to be in the pod. I was just riffing. In, no. It's in. Hey, it's Ooh. in. Everything's in.
1: Hey, we we all agree. It's definitely in, man. It's in, baby.
3: That's oh, your land gap for you. Stole in the pot, baby. That's a little land gap for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> little land gap. Yeah. We're going to throw a little land gap in there for you. Oh, you know we're going to do it, Go Tiger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, that's going to maybe do it. this week another classic up leave us reviews if uh, you feel inclined and if you don't that's cool too. tell people about the show whatever 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 and um, yeah I think we're gonna be back next week Luke thank you so much for doing this always a pleasure
0: yeah thanks Luke thank you
1: I love anytime I love talking basketball so I'm glad uh, I was able to today
0: yeah I'm gonna have more opinions on basketball this winter because I've decided now I'm going to dust off my Hawks beanie, although I need a new Hawks beanie because the one I have is the old green and blue color yeah, scheme. That one's nice. Yeah, Luke's my got mom one. got me this one for
3: Christmas last year. I've been rocking it. Uh, yeah, get that Hawks merch. Get those new Adidas ice tray, Lowe's, Pay John Collins, uh, Maximum Hawkage. Maximum, maximum hawk. Hawkage, baby. <laughs> that's the mantra for 2021, and get the Vax. Get that Vax. Yeah. Get that Vax when it hits the streets. Stay safe until then. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Them ain't my trailers, them's my homes.